evening, everyone. Welcome back to another episode of Let's Commiserate. I'm Dave. And I am Dave's friend. Also known as... Oh, yes. Sorry, I forgot. My bad. Sam! That's my name. He's known by many names in the galaxy. Primarily Dave's friend. That's... Okay. (laughs) (laughs) More commonly. More more commonly commonly on Earth. He's known as Sam. My birth certificate says Dave's friend. To his closest friends, Samuel. Oh yeah, Samuel. It's rare, rare to rare to hear them. So uh, let's. Uh, I feel like we really need to uh, get the talk about the elephant in the room right now. Um, Sam, what's your point of uh, commiseration this week? Well, if you if any of our like ten listeners are wondering why it's been a while <laughs> since our uh, last posting. I, uh, I I haven't been having a great time. This was supposed to be Falleluja, but I ended up taking a fall instead. Uh, so we were playing some good old-fashioned Ultimate Frisbee, and uh, I love playing Ultimate, you know? It's, it's, it's a always, great sport. Always a good time. Uh, got a nice big group together, and we started our first game, and this was literally the second play of the game. I made a jumping catch. It was a great catch, and I don't toot my own horn a lot when it comes to Frisbee. I actually made a great catch. Didn't even jump that high, and people were cheering. And right as I was thinking, they like me. They really like me. When I landed, uh, I landed badly, and my knee twisted inward, and there was a big pop. That's never, like, like popcorn? Yeah. They, they, somebody was making popcorn on the field? <laughs> yes. That's awesome. Yeah, they brought it to me to congratulate oh, no. me on my great catch. Oh, no. So the pop came from your, your knee. It cap. came from, yeah. And so Oof. I remember in that instance just thinking, whatever that was, that's going to be a long road. And yeah. um, so I'm on, I'm on the ground, and I'm just trying to keep my cool, even though I'm in pretty raging pain and everybody like crowds over me it's just like that angle you always see in the movies like that pov everyone's looking down and uh people asking people always tend to ask the smartest questions when someone's been hurt hey are you okay does it hurt wait did you get hurt what's your name man (laughs) you know just a barrage of like does it hurt does it hurt no it feels great that's why i'm they want to be included. I know they want to seem helpful. I would assume. I know they're, you know, doing the best they can. And it's probably what I would do, too. I'm not saying, you know, that I'm smarter. But it was just a lot of like, are you okay? Are you okay? And kudos to me for one, because I did not say any bad words or curse anyone out. All I said was, okay, could people just not talk just for one second? Okay. Ow, 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 like in Family Guy, was like, ah. Thankfully, one of my good friends, Arthur, was there, and he is a trained EMT. So he was able to assess the situation, and I trust him with my life. He was able to. I would hope so. He is an EMT. But, you know, also, like, you know, for being a good friend. But the EMT thing, that's nice added bonus. So he was able to check that nothing was broken and he knew in his gut he told me that yeah it's definitely a tendon ligament issue and it's going to be a long road to recovery he was making sure to tell me that right then and there so i wasn't getting my hopes up 
So instantly, it's, like it's the game, it's kind of nice to get the disappointment out. Early yeah, here. the game comes to a screeching halt, and uh, I'm sure that went over well. You said it was the second play of the. It game. It was only the second play of the game. They kept playing after I left. In my memory, I like. Wow, what terrible friends! I told them to keep playing. As I was being carried off, I was like, "Keep the game going for me, <laughs> avenge me." Um, and even though you're the one that fell, so yeah. what are they avenging? Avenging my absence. Yeah. Let's go. Yeah, yeah. Let, let's go with that. Shh. Yeah, yeah, sure, sure. Let's go with that. So, they uh, actually. Our friend Oliver later told me, he's like, I feel really guilty. I said, why? And he said, because I'm the one who threw the Frisbee to you. And I was like, oh, <gasps> that's right. You did this. <laughs> Ollie, you did nothing. You did not nope, do this. He okay? did this. Ollie, if you're listening, and I know you listen to this, actually, that's, Ollie. So I just want to It's not even like survivor's guilt. Fault. It's not. These things happen. Accidents happen, you know. Accidents happen and when people intentionally cause them. You know, and especially, you know, you as one ages, you're... Oh, okay. You, you know, you're, you're not too muscle, far behind me, You get young your man. ligaments get weaker, your bones so get So anyway, uh, got x-rays, MRI, and as everyone expected, it is a complete ACL tear. It's uh, They tell me it's hanging on by just a couple hairs, but it's basically a complete tear. So I actually went in for surgery consultation today, and I'm going to be getting physical therapy and... Uh, going to be in PT for a few weeks and so then they'll get what, me in for What are surgery. you looking at for surgery? Uh, Probably at least. Be, I go in for my next appointment to review after the physical therapy in January. So, At least four, a, four to six weeks. Yeah, yeah, they want Just six to weeks. Get the, okay. Yeah, they want six weeks of PT. And, um, and that's actually fine because I was telling them today, I know it'll be a good while before I'm like out playing Frisbee again. They said it's usually six to six months to a year of recovery. And I said, that's, you know, I can be patient. I just want to walk again. How long do you think it'll be before I can just walk? And he said, oh, the physical therapy will wean you off of the crutches and um, get you walking without needing, like, the knee brace or anything. So I was like, wow, sweet. that's, awesome. that's Yeah, that's, I mean, you don't want those super cool aluminum air, aircraft super comfortable aluminum crutches? I have been provided with a little scooter. In the meantime, oh, that's, that's been fun, nice. at least. But oh, that's awesome. Even that gets old after a while. Yeah, you know, no, for for others novelty. watching, it's amusing. But oh, absolutely. Yeah. I know. Uh, I've I've made fun of you multiple times on your little. You've asked for a ride, Granny Scooter. You've asked for a ride. You can't have it both ways. Yeah, initially once, mm-hmm. and then after that, it's you know, it's just you asked for a ride tonight. There's no, there's nothing. <laughs> there's nothing. I can't. Uh-huh. Sorry, I can't hear you. Uh huh. Uh huh. Well, the point being, I've had a little more time at home lately, and I was able to catch up on Loki. So that was good. So, I mean, that is really good. And there was a lot um, There was a lot to catch up on here. Yes. Um, the last... I feel like this season, like, it doesn't cover a lot of quote-unquote time, but it repeats a lot of that time multiple times. So there's a lot of content. Yeah. You know? this. Um, I remember the... We were all on the edge of our seats at the end of the last episode, uh, where the uh, what is it called the that big machine? Oh my goodness! The time loom. The time loom. The, wow, that's like the fundamental for the season. Okay, easy now. I'm just saying. Um, Seems like a critical part of the entire 
show right now. I've had other things going on. Okay. It's a need to know basis. <laughs> ah. Come on, that was funny. I, anyway, did you, you hear me? No, laugh? I heard you. I heard you sarcastically laugh. Uh, this episode wasn't entirely what I expected. To be honest, mm-hmm. I thought because it showed um, at I think the very start of the episode when uh, Loki opens his eyes and he's still there, but everyone else is gone. For a second, I thought it was going to be a la Galaxy Quest, where uh, the bomb timer stops at one second and nothing happens but no there were actual consequences here and it was intriguing it was kind of like if any spongebob fans out there remember when squidward is time traveling and he ends up in like the nether like white space and he's all alone that's what this was reminding me of but the difference here is loki is time slipping again oh this time slipping there's a couple of um scenes in the opening in the opening bit I like I love how they establish it um, and actually I thought of the the opening sequence for the original portal game where they have they have a bit where you see yourself in one of the portals and it's part of the initial just kind of establishing hey you're you see yourself there's a connection there there's a there's a, a, a portal right here. Um, they have a sequence where Loki, he walks into a room, like he picks up the TVA book, he hears somebody there, he turns around to look, and it was him mm-hmm. just moments before, kind yeah. of establishing that loop, like it's the same timeline, but he's stuck in a, you know, this kind of a, what do they call time slipping? The time slipping loop ish. The time so, slooping. <laughs> this was like a really simple way to establish this um, yeah. continuity. And you feel Loki's stressed, too, because when he picks up the book and then when everything started coming apart in that room, I was genuinely terrified. Dude, I'm these like, intergalactic space noodles are yeah. intense, man. Yeah. They are horrifying. Yeah, it was, uh, again, it you feel the tension and what Loki is going through. So he goes into these branched timelines, the first of which I believe San Francisco 1962 with the Alcatraz uh, prison oh escape. I love I love that what yeah. a what a classic classic piece of history here yeah uh, he runs into Casey and I feel bad because I always forget about Casey uh, I love Casey I don't always, do this to him I always forget about him um, yeah. but Casey is apparently Frank Morris in this yeah. branched timeline and so that was that was an interesting Which thing because fan- they're I love escaping they, with his inmates and they yeah. did that because it's like these are characters like Frank Morris uh, John mm-hmm. An- Anglin I forget how to pronounce that and Clarence and Alan West like the two brothers like these are these are people that we know from history um, from movies from documentaries uh, they're famous mm-hmm. and to see kind of this um, I don't know like this this retconning between like, the the mythos of of the you know Marvel universe yeah. and reality, um, I loved earlier in season one, where, um, uh, not Ouroboros. Who's the other guy? Ouroboros, Mobius. Mobius. Yeah. He's talking with Loki, and it turns out that Loki was also the the airplane hijacker, 
Um, I can't think of yeah. the classic in uh, oh oh Air, not yeah. Airtran, but mm-hmm. he, like that was Loki, yep. that kind of mischie- oh, mischievous. Yeah, I freak out with, now I gotta look that. That up. one, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, um, but I, but I, I was unaware that you know a, va- a variant could be like an actual historical character figure, if you will. Um, I so variants was... come in all shapes and sizes and times, and you know, Do you don't ever. have to be a random nobody to be a variant. That's even famous people can be very so encouraging. Um, vice versa. I don't know if that's encouraging for the normal people. Yeah. Uh, so, of course, Loki's like, Casey, I'm so glad you're hearing. Casey is like, uh, I don't know you. Peace out. Uh, and so then Loki is uh, transported again. But basically, the common thread, he's seeing all of his friends, B-15, Mobius, uh, and all these branch timelines. And, of course, they don't know him. Uh of everything is like kind of falling apart, if you will, until we go to 1994 California. And, you know, I love a good 90s flashback. Mm-hmm. I was a little let down. I didn't feel very 90s in this. Yeah. I was, you know, when you like give us millennials a 90s tease, we are all over it. And I was like, oh. Man, so many missed opportunities, but I well, they, uh, I mean, they got this is the end of the season. This is the second to the last. They kind of got to get through it quickly, and it's not like I, I would have loved to have seen more '90s tropes or or, or um, '90s memorabilia. You know, nostalgia, the nostalgia factor. Um, but I don't think they really had time to go into that too, too know. much. It's, it was just, I, I was just a little let well, down. But o- this you was had Owen Wilson in like a. 90s vest. Yeah. No, this is... Oh, D.B. Cooper. Ski. D.B. Ah, Cooper. D.B. Cooper. Yeah. That's the guy. <laughs> I know you all were wondering. That's the guy that hijacked the plane. And Loki, turns out Loki was D.B. Cooper. Yes. Um, and then also turns out Casey is uh, Frank... Morris. Uh, Frank Morris. So, in the 90s, Loki finds Obi, who, of course, would be his most likely ally in this. So, Obi is not really shocked... You know, by what Loki tells him, he's like, "Oh, okay." Um, which uh, I got a lot of Daniel Faraday vibes from Obi here for any Lost fans listening. Where uh, in the constant where Desmond is jumping through time and Daniel is the only one who's not phased by what's going on. But anyway, um, so it's interesting where Obi poses the question, "Why? Why do you need to save the TVA?" Because He's like, are you like, why are you doing this? And that forms the basis for Loki learning to control the time slipping. And I wrote in my notes, you know, I like it. We need a little fiction with this science. Mm-hmm. Um, and I do kind of like that even there, Obi, because in the in the story, Obi is a science fiction writer. Mm-hmm. And I love the bit in the in the in the bookstore. He's like trying to put his books on the shelves and then buy them because he, mm-hmm. he you know, they are not publishing or, or purchasing or selling his books and stuff. Um, I couldn't place what this reminded me of. And I hope to someday. But until then. Until then um, you will just But it, it kind of bridges that gap between the science and the fiction. And even Obi's like, he kind of bridges the gap for that, uh, the, the tropes between both. Um and they start, you know, they start going down the scientific route. He starts, you know, po- poking and prodding Loki. Mm-hmm. He's like, hey, does this work? Does that work? It's not stimuli-based, you know. Okay, 
and then eventually they get down to that it's it's about um, not the science. Yeah. It's about the people. Yeah. Point for Obi. Obi Wan, if you will. <laughs> it wasn't even like creative. That was creative. You didn't think okay. of it. I'll give you a half a um, So basically, Loki realizes we got to get the band back together. So Which, he. Yep. This now this sequence. I remember texting my little brother, and I was like, "Dude, this uh, this whole sequence reminds me of the melancholy melancholy of Haru e Suzumiya. Get all the people together in one place, gather the keys, and initiate the program. Mm. This whole get the band back together again. You got to get um, Owen Wilson. You got to get B fifteen. Yep. You got to get OB. Got to get Casey yeah, yeah, all Casey, in one place. Oh, yes, I definitely didn't. What forget. do you do next? Well, I don't know. Yeah. But get them all together, and we'll yeah. go from there. And I got to say, my favorite sequence uh, was when he is getting Mobius on board because he finds Mobius at his, you know, good old fashioned suburban home uh, where he's playing with his sons, and Loki has to explain everything to him. And I was really impressed because Owen Wilson really sold the emotional weight of the scene where he's looking back at the life that he's about to leave behind. He's saying, well, I can't leave my boys. And when he said, are you really my friend? I was like, oh, stop. What are you doing to me? It was yeah. it was a really nice moment. I, and I'm glad that they were able to name such a big name actor for this scene mm. because I feel like any, like you need a professional actor to carry these this is a weighty scene. Like, this, this is a weighty is a, scene. This is a heavy, a heavy duty. Like I think of um, some of the like cheaper productions of like Doctor Who and stuff, where they have uh, more amateur actors, and sometimes the acting is a little bit cheesy, and it kind of loses that emotional um, depth and that connection, that immersion in the world. But Owen Wilson nails it. Yep. Uh, they. I also put that the soundtrack while they're getting the band back together was really cool. Got to give a shout out to. Natalie Holt, who did the music for this series. They are able to get B-15 and Casey, but it was at this point that I was wondering, where's Sylvie? Thankfully, the show did have an answer. But, uh, little Easter egg here. They, uh, when Loki finds Sylvie, and they go to a bar, there's an arcade game there. The Zaniac game, and it is actually Brad's voice on the arcade mm-hmm. game. I thought that was a nice added touch. Such as Aniac. The detail. What did you think of this scene at the bar between Loki and Sylvie? Um, I don't, I don't know. It was mixed feelings. Because the whole, the whole thing was, because Sylvie is finally at peace. That she's done all that she can to free time and, you know, um, and just kill up the, 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 he who remains variants as they come. And Loki's still trying to find, like, his meaning, his purpose in all of this. You know, he doesn't just have the universe in his hands, or he's not just trying to save, like, in a cliche way, the Marvel movies typically are like, oh, we have to save the world, and then the next villain comes, oh, we have to save the world again, and then, oh, no, you know, Thanos, we have to save the universe, and Mm -hmm. it just keeps this this heavy escalation of, of evils and problems and stuff. But in this case, like they've done a really smooth, like and gradual grow up to the point where Loki literally has all of time and space that he's trying to save. Yeah. So he's trying to find his like he's facing all the moral dilemmas in his like where he fits into this whole big picture. And he's trying to convince Sin- Sylvie and get her help. 
And basically, she's like, why are you doing this? Mm-hmm. And uh, come on, it's Loki. Loki, he's not going to be like, yeah, I'm trying to do it for the good of all. No. And Sylvie kind of nails him on that. And it's like, look, I'm selfish. I want what I want. And Loki, what do you want? Well, I want the people that make me happy around me. I, I, I can't let them go. Mm-hmm. And it's like, I don't know. I love the whole kind of like the the big grandiose, like, oh, yeah, we're going to save the universe. No, no. I'm selfish. I want the people that I like around me. That's what I'm fighting yeah. for. Well, so I had similar mixed feelings because my main takeaway from this scene, I wrote down, man, Sylvie is dot, 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 kind of getting unbearable. <laughs> like, I miss Sylvie from season one. She was a much more dynamic character. Uh, she had the mischievous qualities that Loki had. There was this kind of like weird will they won't they tension between her and Loki. Uh, she had her motives, but she was still a fun character. This season, she has had one character trait and one motivation, and it's just, yep, I did what I did. I'm miserable, and every like it's yes. Sylvie's just annoying at this point. Yeah, and but I do give kudos in this scene because she does get Loki to come to the realization that yeah, these people are his friends, and he just wants to have his friends back. And I even wrote, Tom Hiddleston, he sold that line where he's like, where do I belong? So at least Sylvie, I mean, she knows Loki better than any of these people. Yeah. So she's able to get him to that conclusion, like, why do you need to do this? Why, you know, it's the people. Which, admittedly, this is Loki's show. I'm yes. glad they're keeping the focus on Loki yeah. instead of, of continuing to focus on side characters. Yes. And um, uh, However, it was sad to see Sylvie, like her character had, had so much progression in the first season yeah and growth that and then just kind of sidelined in the, in the second season she's very one note in the second season and it's just all right are you done are you done whining like let's get let's get the fun sylvie back you know um but it doesn't matter for her because her timeline also eventually falls apart uh she just wants to chill in this record store, but she can't even have that. It was a cool song that they played on the record. Oh, that's a, yeah, I forget what song. It was a great, uh, yeah. a great bit here. Yeah. Oh, I should add I that to I feel like the... it was a little bit drawn out because they, they needed that kick, that yeah. reason for Sylvie to come back. Um, so they had this long sequence of her. She like wandered into the, or she goes into this record store, which apparently she's a regular at. Yeah. Um, just to get a, new record Mm -hmm. um and i did like i did like what the one guy said she's like hunting around for a new record and he's like here try this one um i forget what he said like this is whatever you're dealing with it'll make it a whole lot better or a whole lot worse Mm. (laughs) and it's and when you listen to the song you're like that's what music does that is what this song this song does should add the song to the let's commiserate playlist you should add it to the playlist please Uh, i will add it to the playlist um, and so her timeline starts to fall apart, everything. And it wasn't until I was reading an article online about this that said the uh, timeline, everyone starts to spaghettify. Spaghettify. That is an actual word. Whoa. Actually, so, oh, good word of the episode. Good word of the episode. I don't know if it's a good word, but it's a fun word. It is a it is a word. And that is the best way to describe what Spaghettify? Spaghettify. S-P-A-G-H-E-T-T-I-F-Y. To spaghettify. Make spaghetti out of something. It's 
spaghetti. Let me look up to... the actual definition. You had the word and not the deaf? Well, I feel like the definition is Bra. pretty straightforward. Uh, the definition of spaghettify. The, well, that's, okay, hang on. I got to find the best definition. The theoretical stretching of an object as it encounters extreme differences in gravitational forces, especially those associated with a black hole. Well, that's spaghettification. The vertical stretching and horizontal compression of objects into long, thin shapes and a very long, very strong gravitational field. Interesting. Yeah. Spaghettify. To spaghettify. See if we can use that word at some point tomorrow. (laughs) Yeah, that's going to be tough. Um, If only we were having spaghetti tomorrow. (laughs) Well, we still can make that happen. Okay, we'll do that. Okay. Yes. Pick up some like, spaghetti so, at home. So did you just take some noodles and spaghettify them? Because it's just delicious. <laughs> okay, it actually has... You have to try. That's, that's not trying. Funny. That's just saying spaghetti. Anyway, anyway, the band gets back together. That's the point here. Get everyone together, and then... Just when everyone's back together, it all falls apart. Again! Again! I wrote, can anything go right on this show? No, it is, it is literally one emergency to the next. My dad, he, uh, he has said before that he doesn't like watching shows like this where nothing happy ever happens. I love shows that do that. See, I love that. Because that's, my, that's real life. But, okay, obviously, spaghettify is not real life. But, <laughs> yeah, people getting spaghettified. See, Dad, that's, see, that's real that's life. Real. No, my dad has even said, he's like, this is why I watch America's Funniest Home Video. That's, Which well, you could also, also argue is real life. Is very, it's can those people catch a break? No, because there's people getting spaghettified want, in, on America's Funniest Home Videos. But uh, yeah, so it truly seems that all is lost by that point. But then Loki finally learns to control. Yeah, the time slipping. Because at that point, uh, I think Obi reminds him that he needs to concentrate not on. Not on the the how or the yeah. what, but, but the, the who. who, which goes back to which is a Sylvie's great conversation about like, oh, not the what band. is he fighting for? Yeah, no, the who, uh, great band, the who, the who. <laughs> you need to focus on that band. They've got some great songs. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, um, go on, the who, which, which then he you know, and I like this sequence because. Um, they get everything together and they're like, okay, we're, we're getting all the pieces back together again. And at that point, everyone spaghettifies. Yeah. And ho- again, like hope has been lost. Mm-hmm. But at this point, Obi is like, focus on the who. Mm-hmm. And Loki finally gets a hold of his time slipping. Yeah. And he's able to go back to exactly where the last episode ended and where this episode began. So. See, I, I love how much they're playing with the the back and forth of time. Yeah. I don't know if you've ever seen um Oh, I just had the name of the movie. Oh, it's clearly important to you. Oh no, I you know the thing is I love this movie so much. I've seen it like a dozen times. Um I love that one. Oh my lord. You're this gonna, is You're going to think of it as soon as we're really, done recording. Yeah, I know, absolutely. Um, um but overall Overall thoughts on this one? Um, I really liked it. He's trying to find that. Uh, hang on, I gotta Google. This is this is going to. You know, I usually really, forget the really names of movies that mean Primer. Me. Oh, I think I thought we watched it. 
Primer. Did we watch it? No, we've talked about watching okay. it. Okay. If you haven't okay, we'll seen watch this it after movie, this. we're going to have to do a podcast about it because this is one of my all-time favorite like science fiction films. Science it was an indie, indie film from 2004. Um, but it plays with the idea of like a, a, a single timeline, but multiple versions in the same timeline going back repeatedly. So there's a couple of scenes in the movie where they see something happening and they have no idea how or where it came from. And you're like, you're at a loss because you're kind of your grip of reality of where you are. Like, you you know it's one timeline, mm-hmm. but you're going through the same timeline repeatedly. It's it's fascinating to see how intricate it... Um, it's really... The, the primers are really well written. Mm-hmm. Um, but in this bit with, with Loki, it's the same timeline, but they keep going back. Well, it was uh, a similar, and I, I know I'm getting annoying constantly bringing up Lost. No, it was a great but series. The, uh, the episode, the constant Desmond, his his consciousness keeps, in a similar way, time slipping. He's jumping back and forth between two timelines because he's coming to contact with um, significant electromagnetism on the island is the broad explanation, but uh, he's jumping back and forth between like 20 years ago in the present and he can't get a grip on it and he's seen other people that it's happened to and they their brains like can't reconcile it so they eventually uh die and he finds out from this scientist you need to find your constant something to stabilize you in both timelines and the constant can be a person so it goes right. back to like the love of his life. He needs oh. to make contact with her in both. I figured it was going to be an inception, and he needed like a six-sided die or something. No, but once it kind of ties into this, where it's about the who, right? Like, uh-huh. You know, so whatever. You know, it's you know not an entirely unique thing where you know your time travel is grounded in a person that you're emotionally connected with, but. uh obviously still fantastically done here overall i was like this was just a depressing episode but then again it was kind of supposed to be a depressing episode what i you know and and it's kind of funny to see because so much happened in this episode with like loki's development and like his like now his uh like his personal reasons for trying to fix the time loop and blah, blah blah um but really the episode started and ended on the same scene. Yep. So nothing, like on paper, nothing happened. I this was like, was literally just a giant filler episode. I was where Loki that. learns how to time slip, and I'm I don't know how I feel about that. That's I was I was saying the same thing because I'm like nothing happened, but something happened. There was a takeaway like Loki's time slipping because that was a whole conflict in the first couple episodes of the season. That's resolved, but. Could it have been resolved in a quicker, like maybe half an episode, <laughs> rather than yeah? An entire, I mean, it was a fun journey, kind of. Yeah. But I don't know. Well, it wasn't. It wasn't my favorite episode of the season. But I'm yep, excited yep. to see what happens. Yep, yep. I'm. I'm very glad that we got a little glimpse into B15's history, Casey's, you know, real world, you know, origins before they were variants. Because mm. um, I, you know, the whole ever since I think. Uh, season one where they started hinting at the variants the whole like, like don't you want to know don't you want to yeah. know don't you want to look don't you want to see 
um, you know, it's kind of the, the, the haunting, like, yeah, what do you think these guys were back in the real world, you know? Yeah. Um, and to see them being, you know, Alcatraz escapee, uh, yeah. a doctor in 2012, and just like a jet ski salesman. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, it humanizes them. Yeah. So, it uh, we've only got one episode left. One episode to one go. One episode. What a wild ride yeah, it I, has been. Okay, but my real question, and, and I think we're going to have to talk about this next, uh, with, with episode six... Um, I don't think this season I have been so invested in as I was with season one. Season one, I was looking forward to the releases yeah. weekly. Had it in my calendar, like I said, time outside <laughs> to watch it. Um, at the end of every episode, there was so like such a huge cliffhanger. I was like, "What's gonna happen next?" Um, well, you to know, be we f- talk about yeah. it at the lunch table at work, like you know, mm-hmm. trying to figure out what's gonna go down. To be fair, we were still in pretty tight pandemic lockdown at that time. Oof. So we didn't have too much to look forward Way to. Way to bring that up. I'm just, I'm trying to be fair here, you know. Um, but I do, I do agree. I was a little more invested in season one than I am in season two. I feel like these Marvel shows work better as mini series rather than seasons. I mean, six episodes, that's basically just a mini series, but still. Not bad. So we'll see what happens in the finale. Alright everyone, tune in next week for uh, episode 6. Episode 6?